I was once in a, a Roman Catholic college in Rome. I was working for the European Union, and I, uh, whilst there were Roman Catholics, there was amongst them a, a Christian, a, a Pentecostal boy. And I said uh, to him when I met him, what do you think is the most precious, important word in Scripture? And uh, I thought he was going to say John 3.16. And he said to me, all Scripture is important. Thank you very much. And uh, how true he was. But amongst all the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, uh, I find John chapter 19 a most precious of precious scriptures. And I'm into uh, a theme of alliteration. And you'll notice my topics all there begin with the letter W. And maybe it'll help you if you want to uh, meditate on these and memorize them. It'll help you in your, in your study. So we're going to read some ver a good number of verses, actually, from John chapter 19. If you don't mind, it's not, uh, I'm, a great, I'm not a great one for reading a lot of scriptures, but uh, these are very important to us. And so if you don't mind, we'll read from John 19, verse 16, and I'm reading from the King James Version. Then delivered he him, therefore, up to them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two others with him on either side one and Jesus in the midst. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. This title then read many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified, was nigh unto the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Then said the chief priests of the Jews to Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, to every soldier a part, and also his coat. Now the coat was woven without seam, woven from the top throughout. Then said, therefore, among themselves, let us not rend it, but cast lots whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled. They parted my raiment, and among them did they cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. After this Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar, and put it upon hyssop, and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished! And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. The Jews therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath day was a high day, he besought Pilate that their legs might be broken, and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldier, and brake the legs of the first, and the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, and saw that he was dead already, 
they break not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bear record, and his record is true, and he knoweth that he saith true, that ye might believe. These things were written, these things were done, that the scripture might be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. And again another scripture saith, they shall look upon him whom they pierced. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, he besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave, and he came therefore and looked and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night, and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about an hundred pound weight. Then took they the body of Jesus, and wound it in linen clothes, with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulchre, wherein was never yet man laid. There lay they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulchre was nigh at hand. May God bless that reading from his precious word. When I read this passage, I can imagine John, who wrote this gospel record here, as it were, standing at the foot of the cross. I know this is just speculation, but I can imagine John standing at the foot of the cross, as it were, with his Bible in his hand. I know it was only the Old Testament, but just imagine it, and a, a tick sheet alongside, because he was seeing in his very eyes the fulfilment of prophecy. He saw the soldiers coming, and they began to gamble. And they began to gamble over the, the, the body and the, the garments of the Lord Jesus. And he saw in that the fulfillment of Psalm 22. So he ticked that one off. And then he saw an, a soldier coming with a mallet. And he break the legs of the first criminal. And he break the legs of the third criminal. But when he came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, he break not his bones. Thus fulfilling um, Exodus chapter 12, the Passover lamb. A bone of him, a bone of the Passover lamb was not to be broken. So we see a fulfillment in that. And then we read that a soldier came with a spear and pierced the side of the Saviour. And again, John is referring to a verse in Zechariah 12. It says there, they shall look upon him whom they have pierced. And they shall mourn for him as one mourner for one's only son. The fulfilment of scripture. And so in this lovely chapter, again and again and again, we see the fulfilment of scripture. But before me tonight are these seven, and I'll not be too long, I'll not be keeping you an hour, that's for certain. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the way to the cross. We read in this passage, and each of these verses here has a, a scripture to it. The way to the cross it says, he bearing his cross went forth. Another scripture puts it this way. He took the cross to himself. He took hold of it. You knew normally criminals were whipped into submission to take the cross. But not Jesus Christ. He took the cross to himself. For he knew that this was the fulfillment of the will of God. And he delighted in the will of God. And so he took the cross to himself. And he bearing his cross went forth. 
Whenever I read that verse, you'll know the story of Abraham and Isaac in Genesis chapter 22. Well, in that chapter, we read two verses concerning Isaac. We read the wood for the burnt offering being put on Isaac. And then later down in the chapter, when they reach the place of sacrifice, we read of Isaac on the wood. And that's what we've got here. He bearing his cross, he bearing the wood went forth. The hymn writer put it like this, from Salem's gates, advancing slow, what object meets mine eye? What means this majesty of war? What means these mingled cries? Is this the man? Can this be he the prophets had foretold? To lift transgressors such as me and for my crimes be so? O wondrous sight, O heavenly form, for sinful souls to see. I'll turn away from every sight and see him die for me. The way to the cross. And you know, there are three expressions in the passion of our Lord Jesus. He went to Gethsemane where he prayed great drops of blood falling to the ground and he said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. And then they led him to Gabbatha, where they stripped him and they smote him with a, a lethal whip. And the psalmist could say of that event, I turned my back to the smiter and to those that would pluck the hearse from my brow. They made his back like a ploughed field. The ploughers ploughed upon my back. 